This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. There's not a square to spare, so let's welcome our first guest to the program. Greg Paul, welcome to the show, and thanks for coming on. Hey there, it's a pleasure to be here. I think that was the best introduction I've heard since uh, <laughs> Scott Rogowski on HQ Trivia. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate the positive feedback. So let me get a, a sense of, because I, I want to drill down a little bit, Greg, into this mm. point that you made, which is a very nice point. You're talking about the notion that the, C, the basically the role of the CMO and how the, and how the, the activities and tasks and skills... Uh, of the CMO that are required now are changing greatly in this mm. new digital transformation. Can you talk a little bit more about, because I love this idea about the need to sort of be able to manage various uh, aspects of e-commerce and digital transformation across various units, across what you're doing, being able to interact with the, the chief information officer or the chief mm. sales officer, as you mentioned. What, skill, what, what do you need? If, you're mar- if you were talking to my students mm. and you said, listen, you know, you see yourself as wanting to be a CMO, here are the new sets of skills that you have to be able to have to be successful yeah. in yeah. this new role, which we are reimagining for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I hate to just jump into the eight actions, but there's one or two that are really relevant. And the first one is really, well, the number four is, is adopt a business mindset. I think, you know, 50 years ago in the Mad Men days, um, the CMOs were part of the boardroom, or, in, you know, and even the CEO would, would play that role So, mm-hmm. in a company. But, you know, as, as time wore on, the, proving the role of marketing became more and more difficult. Mm. Um, and I think with the with the advent of data and the advent of more measurement, mm-hmm. um, I think the CMOs are going to return to the boardroom and mm. and actually play a more strategic role in um, in a business. So, you know, the, the the CMOs that have that business mindset and and a part of the investor relations meetings and the shareholder events and so on, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to play a far more effective role in the company. Interesting. So this investor, uh, sorry, this adopt a business mindset. This how does this tie into Greg the idea of and, and how should folks that are wanting to be on a track for CMO, mm. how should they think about sk- developing skills and analytics? You mentioned this notion of yep. measurement that yep. plays in. So it, it, I, I'm, here's the way I'm, I'm seeing it, Greg, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You got to be, when you say adopt a business mindset, what you're saying is you got to be able to go into these different, uh, be in this meeting, talk to folks from different areas and basically speak their language. You have to be able to kind of trans transform what you're, or, or, or translate, I guess maybe the word, mm. translate what you're doing into their language and, to sp- and have a common kind of overlapping kind of mindset in terms of how we, we all look across the company in terms of what we're doing. Is that the idea? Yeah, look, I think in the, in the early days of social media, um, you know, CMOs were, were rushing into the boardroom and saying, look, I got uh, two million likes or uh, <laughs> half a million click-throughs or whatever. It's like, you know, the CEOs would stare at them blankly. I think now, you know, you need a measurement structure mm. that relates back to the business. So mm-hmm. it may be, um, you know, purchase intent or it may be, you know, clicks to actual visits. It's, it's something more tangible than just, you know, people like what they saw. Mm. Um, so I think that's... You know, setting up the right metrics is going to be critical going forward. And I think, you know, the the students that you're dealing with now need to really look closely at the KPIs for the campaigns they're developing and and, and make sure that they're actually tagged into the business objectives. Now, Greg, I love this. We've got eight things we've got to touch on. Let's hit those things. The first one that you mentioned is never stop learning. And I'm I'm interpreting that, Greg, as a kind of intellectual curiosity. Never, you know, never believe your own press. Uh, Always say, you know, if people tell you you're awful, don't believe them. If people People tell you you're a genius, don't believe them. You just kind of have to keep thinking about how do I get better? Is that part of this improvement mindset? Elaborate on the point number one, never stop learning. 
I think that's exactly it. I think, you know, you've seen some um, some interesting companies now set up their own incubators for the marketing team, bringing mm. in some startups and uh, and just trying to learn from um, from the young from the young companies that are growing up. And I think that mindset is going to be really positive going forward. Very, very cool. So that mindset, that's very interesting. It's sort of like, let's infuse some of this disruptive, disruptor blood into what we're doing. And maybe we can, maybe we can have some halo from this, from the DNA of what these, these young companies that have kind of maybe even a different approach to thinking about customers and the way that their business models work. Maybe we can catch some of that magic. Is that the idea? Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't mean just going to chase the next shiny bright thing, but Mm -hmm. at least understand what those things are and then Mm. see if they're relevant for your business and how you can, um, can adopt them as appropriate. Excellent. What's the second key principle, Greg? Well, the second one is really important. It's fight for talent. I mean, you, you look at the growth of people like Google and Facebook. You know, they're hiring uh, 100,000 people now that they've pulled out of marketing teams and, mm-hmm. and agencies. So, you know, finding the people that can actually make a difference to your business mm-hmm. is more critical than ever before. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's always been a challenge. But I think just having that mindset of, you know, how do I find these digitally savvy talent that can really, um, you know, educate uh, and improve things in the way we're, we're going forward? Gotcha. And so this digitally savvy talent, so that's basically saying uh, in terms of how, how, do you, how do you change your HR model in that context to make sure that you are capturing those kinds of, well, of talent? Honestly, I think it's also connecting with universities like yourselves and coming, coming out to meet the, the graduates when you can um, get them young mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and train them up appropriately. Um, you know, a number of companies we work with now have this thing called reverse mentors. Okay. Where, where 25-year-olds go in to talk to 50-year-olds. Oh. And try to explain to them what Snapchat is and Twitter and everything else. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's the way to do it sometimes. Very, very cool stuff. So in that context then, uh, as we – that's interesting because in some senses – uh, comment on this a little bit, Greg, quickly. Mm. You know, the idea that I have to – I have to give up – I mean, if I'm a senior guy or girl – in the company and I've been doing this work and I'm going to bring in this young buck, this young man or woman who's savvy. They're on the gram. They're doing the thing. They're, they are digital natives and I'm a digital immigrant uh, and they're going to teach me something. I have, to have, I have to have some humility around being able to kind of learn from that reverse mentorship sort of process, right? Yeah, you know, the, the CMO of Colgate said, look, it's not about the learning curve. It's about the unlearning curve. Mm. You, know, you have to be willing to give up you know, this idea of traditional marketing that you've had for the last 20, 30 years and embrace the new way because it's, it's coming at you. Interesting. What's point number three, Greg? Well, it ties back to Amazon. It's, it's become customer advocates. I think what Amazon have done very successfully is to have this incredible passion for customer centricity. Of course, that's always been a part of marketing, but I mm-hmm. think, you know, you're also playing the role of the voice of the customer in the organization when you're a marketing person. So I think just having that mindset constantly learning about their uh, needs and desires can only make you more effective in the future. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, that is absolutely interesting. And then point number four is, point number four yeah, is... Yeah, adopt a business mindset. We talked about a little bit before, which is, uh, you know, getting marketing back to the center of gravity of the company. So I think that's going to be very important. So let's jump into point number five. Yeah, so this one revolves around marketing partners. So all of the agents and rosters and so on that people work with, it's just basically a new approach to partners. You know, McDonald's last year appointed uh, a new agency uh, group, and they insisted that Facebook and Snapchat become part of that team. So mm. it's really looking at different types of structures and getting technology partners ingrained within the system. Oh, interesting. Um, that's going to be critical going forward, I think. Interesting. Point number five, a new, thinking a new... And all of this has kind of interesting, as you mentioned, these uh, eight points, uh, Greg, all of these have a kind of digital, digital component to it, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much so. That's true. 
Very cool. What is point number six, Greg? Well, I guess it's digital as well, which is measure it to move it. You know, I think without um, actually tying the marketing activities to the organization's business objectives, you're not going to be able to prove the real ROI of marketing. So mm. it's really understanding the right KPIs to measure and, and drive it forward. What are some of the wrong KPIs that people focus on? Look, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of KPIs just around pure engagement or pure awareness, Mm -hmm. and that's good to a point. But in the end, awareness and engagement have to lead to something. It has Mm. to involve, you know, it needs to lead to uh, either a perceptual change, it needs to lead to a trial, or it needs to lead to a a sale. So, Mm -hmm. you know, understand those factors and then really try to measure it. And then point number seven, Greg? Well, we stole this from Zuckerberg, but it's basically <laughs> run fast and uh, run fast and break some things, which is you know really willing to test and learn. Um, you know, it comes back to the idea of incubators and just just try to take a test market or a test case and mm. do something and you know see how it impacts uh, and see how it drives business. So you know, I think Samsung have been famous at doing that, picking markets and doing something very different. Mm. Uh, Interesting. And what's the the eighth? point, Greg? Well, you know, the, the eighth one I think is really important. I think we get caught up in all the technology and, and so on. And the eighth one is remain a storyteller. You know, at the end of the day, storytelling still lies at the heart of marketing. You know, the, the, the marketing campaigns you remember usually have a great story behind mm-hmm. them. It's not all about data and placement and analytics. It's actually about a bigger picture and a bigger thinking and a bigger idea. So mm-hmm. um, those sort of things will be critical as well. Very, very cool. Listeners, just to recapitulate and to recap this fantastic Fantastic book. The book is called Global CMO Best Practice in Marketing Effectiveness and Efficiency Around the World. Uh, Greg Paul is the author who is co-founder of R3, and he gave us eight important tips. These are the eight tips. Number one, never stop learning. Number two, vie for talent. Number three, become customer advocates. Number four, adopt a business mindset. Number five, look for new approaches to partner around the world. Number six, measure to move it, proof of concept. Number seven, Always test and learn, which is related to point number one. And then finally, number eight, remain a storyteller. In other words, always be focused on the narrative of your brand so that you can continue to engage your customers. I'm going to call those the elite eight principles (laughs) of what the global CMO has to know in terms of what they're doing and becoming the best CMO that they can possibly become. I want to thank you very much for coming on our show tonight. Greg, where can they get the book? Uh, yeah, it's on Amazon. It's going to be in bookstores from May the 1st. Excellent. That's awesome. Listeners, if you want to learn more about R3, go to r3.com. That's R-T-H-R-E-E.com. Or follow them on Twitter at R3WW. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.